Good Sunday morning, church. Oh, worship the king softly and tenderly.
Would you join me in prayer this morning, church? And just for a few moments, try to put the busyness of your world aside. Try to surrender those things that are occupying your mind and give them to the Father. We see the seasons changing. We see your hand painting magnificent sunsets. The trees are transforming in magnificent color. Little bugs are trying to find places to hide out. We have the freedom this day because you allow us to assemble in your house. So speak to us this day, Father. Reveal to each one what you would have them hear. There's sin in our life that we would confess it before you this day. And when we leave the sanctuary this morning, we know without a doubt we've encountered the Holy One, the living Christ. We thank you for what you're going to do this day, Father. Amen. Before you sit down, because we always seem to have a better uh, singing voice when we're upright, right? Correct? Correct. Where's Jody at? Jody? It's her birthday. 90 years old. Let's sing happy birthday to her. Now you may be seated. Now, just so I, uh, is there anybody else that has a birthday today? Because I wouldn't want to miss you. Okay. Announcements. After worship, there's a celebration in here. Come and share with Jody a piece of, who made the cake? The store? Thank you to the person who made the cake. American Heritage Girls tomorrow night, Project Blessing Wednesday night. Tuesday, uh, the Hagner Memorial is here at 1 o'clock. Any announcements from any of you folks this morning? Carol? Yes, you do. Our um, annual harvest dinner is on the way. We've got three weeks, so I'm going to start passing this um, sign-up sheet around for the things that we need. Anyone else? This is a very random announcement, but um, I have pear, a pear tree in my front yard, and I'm so tired of hauling wheelbarrows and wheelbarrows of pears to the thing, to the scrap. So if you want pears, they're really great pears, but I don't eat pears. So please just pull in the driveway, do what you want, and... Um, if you want them, fine. If you don't, I'll just keep picking them up and throwing them for the deer. Um, I neglected to, put, to have Mary Lou put in the bulletin, but next Monday night um, is our UMW fall rally at 6.30, and uh, Julia Kramer from 
Melvin Church is going to come and do a program on her trip to the Holy Land. So um, all ladies are invited, and we probably would let some men in if they'd like to sneak in the back door. It's at 6.30 next Monday, so get it on your calendar. It's my understanding this morning that Rob and his grandson are cutting down a tree at their house. We could probably put a phone call into him. Oh, you don't want to cut the pear tree down? Okay, so uh, many years ago, our home church bought a new parsonage house in Croswell. And there was a huge pear tree in the backyard, like from here to the corner of the house. And the pears always fell on the house. So one day, pastor said to me, boy, I wish someone would cut this pear tree down. So I show up with the chainsaw <laughs> to cut the pear tree down. And it was a big pear tree. So I hooked a chain on it, hooked it up to a pickup truck, and started cutting the tree down. Little did I know, when the tree came down, it jerked the truck, and the truck went in gear, and the truck took off straight to the garage. And it's going right towards the garage, and at this time, pastor's watching everything from inside the house. So he runs to the sliding glass door, breaks his toe on the door, and the somebody had put an old grill right next to the side of the garage. That truck went up and stopped on that grill without taking out the garage. Little did I know that the trustees knew absolutely nothing about the tree being cut down. The moral of the story is never let your pastor have a chainsaw. <laughs> I'm sorry. Any other announcements this morning? Then it's time for Young Disciples. Who's got Young Disciples? Come on. I'm going to talk to you like your little kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, in here, I have mustard seeds. Little, tiny mustard seeds. Right? God says we should have faith as the size of a mustard seed. So... Faith means to, on question, complete trust or confidence, a loyalty. Confidence means firm belief, trust, and reliance. Is that something I'm doing? Trust means to follow, to do something without fear of the outcome, to be confident, loyal. One is under obligation to defend or support, reliance, trust. So in Matthew 17, 20, it says, I tell you the truth, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So I guess I just want you to know that we live by faith. We don't live by sight. We live by trusting in God, relying on him, believing in him, knowing that he's always there. He's always there to listen. As long as we can talk to him, and believe in him, he's there. Okay? <laughs> okay, Father, we just come to you, and we pray that faith just grows within us, 
that that little tiny mustard seed that was planted and can be planted, that we can say to mountains, be thou removed and cast into the sea. We have to believe that we can say that and it will happen. So we know that you're always there. Your hand is always outreached to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I would. Can I have? Well, how would you know I was going to ask you for the whole thing? <laughs> I couldn't do that last Sunday because we had been on vacation for a month. Anybody struggling in their faith this morning? Anybody? Well, I'm glad to hear that nobody's struggling in their faith. I'm struggling trying to pick one of these up out of this bag. I had shared that one time in a message. Faith the size of a mustard seed. A little bit bigger than the tip of the pencil. If your faith allows you, you can tell the mountain to move. And the mountain will be moved. So thank you for that this morning, Pamela. Somebody share joy. <laughs> you just stood up by yourself. <laughs> Jody? What? Oh. <laughs> I just want to share how much I appreciate all my family and my friends that are here today. It's just wonderful. I have a concern. Um, our Nicholas, my Nicholas, um, his wife, Lacey, her dad was taken by ambulance a couple days ago. Um, he has congestive heart failure, he has blood clots in his lungs. They had to do CPR on him twice in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, so now he has broken ribs. And he also has pneumonia in one lung, and last night, about 9.30, they ended up putting him on a ventilator. So uh, his name is James Blood. Would appreciate some prayers. Yes, a good friend of mine, um, Jane Ann, she has been fighting cancer for four years. She has given up. She wants no more treatments. Um, and another one I would like prayer said for is Sharon Dennis. They have found out that she has pancreatic cancer, and she does not want treatments either. Yesterday I had a joy. Uh, so many of my family members came to my house and they went all around. They trimmed all my shrubs, all my bushes, everything that needed it in the yard work. Uh, it was just a wonderful day and it looked so nice. So I sure appreciate it. And we all had pizza afterwards and just, just a great time. So I just thank everybody that came came and helped. And Amen. It was a blessing. Amen. Pastors aren't the only ones with uh, issues with chainsaws either. <laughs> we were out to see some of the colors, and I think everybody appreciates the, the beauty that we have around us, God's glory. But I was thinking as we were driving and seeing it, it's, it's, it will be as nothing compared to 
God's glory when we see him. Amen. Uh, also have a concern, a great-grandson, Jonas Her in Pittsburgh area. He had his appendix out because it burst about Wednesday of this week and he was still in uh, concerned condition, but doing some better yesterday. Anyone else with a prayer concern or a praise? I have a joy. Yesterday I was able to go to a dinner with my mom and dad. It was for the veterans esteem team. And it's just great to see how many veterans are still out there. There was around 600 there last night. And it was just a joy to see him going at 97 years old. Anyone else before we talk to the father? Um, I went and uh, cut someone's hair yesterday, and he's uh, appreciating the snuggle blanket we gave him. Let's join our hearts again this morning. Father, there's unspoken requests this morning. One had asked for prayers for new adventures that you might prepare a way for that situation. One struggling with their pet being sick. Jonas is recovering from his appendix bursting in surgery. We lift up Gene and all the situations going on in his body, Father. And not just the two mentioned this morning struggling with cancer, but all who of the disease. Father, we don't often understand when one chooses not to have treatment. But help us to love them unconditionally anyways. I'm not certain if we all know what we would just do. But let's turn to you and lean on you. You who all are all-knowing. You who are the beginning and the end. You who breathe into us the breath of life. You who watch over us all of our days. Thank you for those who came and spruced up Ruthie's yard. Lord, we pray a hedge of protection around Rob and his grandson who are cutting the tree down. And Lord, just put a bug in those deer hunters' ear that there's free bait at Elizabeth's house. And come with their buckets and pick up pears. Thank you for answered prayer. Thank you for unconditional love. Thank you that Jody's family is able to celebrate with her this day. Thank you for the mustard seed. Something so small yet so powerful. Father, some are making plans to go to warmer climates. That you would open up each 
door that needs to be opened and shut those that need to be closed. Fathers, we prepare for the Hagner Memorial on Tuesday. That you would continue to comfort the family. Thank you for the details that you are working out. Father, thank you for the beauty of the day and the privilege we have to be in your house. Now that you might hear us when we pray, as we pray our Father. Ushers, if you would gather. Savior, thank you that our cup is overflowing with your goodness. Help us to acknowledge all things come from you. We gather tithes, we bring gifts and offerings this morning, and we lay them on your altar. That you would continue to allow us to be your church. We've called us to transform lives one life at a time. Help us to bring Jesus into this world. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Are there any little people to go downstairs for junior church? Or are there any big little people that want to go downstairs for junior church? Just before his return, starting with the 18th chapter of Luke's Gospel, starting with verse 1, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. 
And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come back and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And you will not bring about justice for this chosen one who cry out to him day and night. He will keep putting them off. I tell you, he will quickly see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, he will find faith. Will he find faith on the earth? The word of God for the people of God. How has the world changed for you in the last 85 years? It's changed a lot, I'm sure, if you're up in that age. How, how has the world changed for you in the last 10 years? How has the world changed for you in the last week? It's forever changing. There's one who hasn't changed. From the beginning of time to present, Christ Jesus has not changed. He's there for you today if you need him. Interesting thing about Pamela's message with the mustard seed. I never really knew how big a mustard seed was until I mentioned it in a sermon one time. And then the, the, the next Sunday when I came to the pulpit, there was a whole jar of mustard seeds on the platform. I need stronger faith today. I'm honest with you. I need, I need strong faith today. The world is really silly. And the Bible makes it very clear. And it gives warning to God's people about the condition that will exist in the world before Christ's return. Remember September 11th when they bombed the World Trade Centers? A lot of people thought that that was going to make a change in this great country. Some thought that it was going to bring more people into the church, help people make better decisions. The churches that I served at the time, uh, it really didn't have any impact on them. We didn't see an increase in people uh, flocking to the church. But if you look around the world today, bless you, there, things are a whole lot different than they were some time ago. Let me take you into the book of Timothy. Second Timothy, chapter 3, right around verse 8. People oppose the truth. Just as James and Jammers oppose Moses, they have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith. But they won't get away with this for long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as James and Jamrish did. The world wants us in the church to change. They don't want to hear about uh, Jesus Christ and him glorified, Jesus Christ, how he was raised from the dead, how he was uh, of a virgin birth. The world wants us to think in disordered ways, faults in our concept of what is moral and what is not moral, faithlessness in the church, not believing in the Father, not believing in God, not believing in his word. How are you going to understand his word if you don't first read it? It tells us everything. 
In 2 Timothy, going down to verse 12, yes, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil people and imposters will flourish. They will deceive others with themselves, will be deceived. The world's trying to fill you with a bunch of lies. Distress. If you go into the 21st chapter of Luke's gospel, what an amazing chapter it is. There's so much in Luke. In the 21st chapter of Luke. It talks about some of the things that are going on in, in the world right now. Earthquakes. Flooding. Riots. Robbery. People flourishing in satanic power. Exploiting political corruption. Compromising faith. Counterfeit Christians. I remember my pastor did a sermon one time on, are you an undercover Christian? Anybody know what an undercover police officer does? Say that again. He hides in plain sight. He blends right in with the crowd. I, I could say the similar thing is with uh, DNR officers. Anybody have a DNR officer in their family? They, they just did an article yesterday on uh, these six fishermen that came from Colorado and fished the Manistee River. And they didn't have a fishing license. They had illegal fishing devices. And when they got caught, they had 460 pounds of filleted salmon with them. You know, the funny thing about the DNR officer is that they can stand next to you when you're fishing and pretty much do the same thing you're doing. A few years ago, we had a friend. He was, uh, he's still a friend. His wife was a state police officer. He was a captain in the DNR division. And we invited him we invited Captain to come fishing with us. His wife had to remind him that you are now retired. You're going there to have fun. So just let the people be the people. But he blended right in with us. The wolves in sheep clothing blend right in with us. In this world that we live in. The world is crazy. I would encourage you to read the 21st chapter of Matthew's Gospel. It, it even speaks about Jesus' return. Starting with verse 25, Jesus tells about his return. And there will be strange signs in the sun, the moon and the stars. And here on earth, nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring of the sea, and strange tides. People will be terrified at what they see coming from the earth. And the powers in heaven will be shaken. Scripture says, then not everyone will see the Son of God coming out of the cloud with great power and glory. So when all these things begin to happen, Scripture says, stand up and look for your salvation is near. You have to be saved today. You have to know without a doubt that you have confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior today. Because we're, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. In, in Romans 1, 21 through 32, Scripture speaks about the decline in holy morals in social activities, anything goes. And it, it just goes on. It speaks about lack of self-respect, lack of respect. Everything's crazy. It wasn't 
just a crazy last election. It wasn't just the COVID pandemic. I believe here in the United States of America, we've been not following God's commands for a long, long time. And we wonder why the world is the way that it is. We wonder why our family situation is the way that it is. We wonder why uh, things are like they are. We, we have departed. And, and not everybody. Some. Some have not remained faithful. Then it goes on to read about Notice a fig tree or any other tree when the leaves come out. You know without being told that it's summer is near. In the same way when you see all these things taking place, you can know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you the truth, the next generation will not pass from the scene until all these things have been taken place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my word will never leave you. Are you in his word this day? I don't mean that you just came to Sunday school this morning. You pick it up every day and read it. The book of instructions, it has everything from uh, how we should treat each other, how, how a husband should be, how a wife should be, how a neighbor should be. It teaches us how to deal with our money. It teaches us everything we need to know. Why don't we get into it more? It's, it's too easy to take the easy way out. In Second Peter 1 and 3. It's, it speaks about the way the world has departed from scriptural meaning. How, how some try to dis, take his text out of context and twist it to satisfy their needs. Remember the first, your first love? Your first love for Jesus Christ, the first time you encountered him and what it meant to you. In the beginning, God created. Man didn't create it, God created it. He created them male and female. He told them to be fruitful and multiply. He teaches us all things. liberal views of the day try to distort things try to take scripture out of context his word hasn't changed his word will set you free your relationship with Jesus Christ will break you from the bondage that has you changed in this world if you choose to if you let it if you let him I can't change you you can't change me God the Father can. He can do all things. He can give you that peace in your heart that passes all your understanding. Some of you are struggling with some stuff. And it's occupying your mind and it's occupying your time. Surrender it to the Father. Be healed. Receive that healing that we need. You did children's time last Sunday, right? I, I sat there the whole time because I, I knew I wouldn't be able to get up off of the floor because we'd been fishing for 30 days. I knew this morning I could get up off of the floor. So in those times when we know we can't do something, it's okay to take a time out. It's okay to watch and look around. But at those same times when we know that we can accomplish something for his kingdom, we need to get up and get out of our comfort zone and do it for the sake of the cross, for the sake of the lost. We, in the institution of the church, we argue about some of the silliest stuff. Yet there's people that will die today and they don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. And scripture says there's no coming back. 
when you take your last breath and you stand before our Heavenly Father and you give an account. Some are going to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Some are going to hear, depart from me, I knew you not. The world is looking at us. The world's looking at the church, waiting for the church to fall on their face and stumble. Scripture says for the Christian, we're to be in the world, but not of the world. We need to do our best to uh, stay away from those worldly things that trip up our mind. The things we watch, the things we say, the things we do, everything that we do, our Heavenly Father knows. It's, it's no secret. We, we can keep it from each other, but it's no secret. In Second Thessalonians 2, let me take you there. Second Thessalonians. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. So God will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe their lies. Then they will be condemned from enjoying evil rather than believing in the truth. Wouldn't you much rather believe in the truth? Where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's Jesus. It's not something I made up. It's not something you made up. It's God's word. And it's speaking about the evil one. How he tries to trip you up. The multitudes will be deceived. People are being deceived in the world right now. Over every day. Every day, they're just spewing lies to the world. And I, I don't care what your political beliefs are. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, whatever you are, that's your business. They're not going to save you. Only Jesus can save you. He's not going to trip you up with arguments. We, we, we get in these great debates and we argue about nothing. There, there's so much that we're not doing. I remember going to a, a woman's house early on in my ministry. She made a pie for Pastor and I. So Pastor and I I was associate pastor. He was senior pastor. We, we go to her house and she offers us a piece of pie. Lemon meringue pie. Any of you like lemon meringue pie? I love it. So Brother Hal and I had a piece of lemon meringue pie. And she says, would you two like another piece of pie? And we both say, well, yes, we would. So she gets us another piece of pie. I enjoyed the second piece as much as I enjoyed the first piece. But you know what I didn't enjoy? When I heard it later on in the week, how Hal and I ate her whole pie. <laughs> she offered us a second piece of pie. It's all in the perception of things. You're going to perceive the world and your mind this morning the way you see it. And for some, it doesn't matter what pastor shares this morning from God's word. That may not change anything. But while you still have breath, you need to decide what you're going to do. Either you're going to be a follower of Jesus Christ or you're not. And if this is your last day on this beautiful earth, and it is beautiful, then it's too late. You have to decide this day. 
the world is trying to trip up the church. We can't allow that to take place. We need to come back to the focus. And the focus is on the cross. And him crucified. And him glorified. A wise man went off into, I believe it was World War II. And Mel shared the story about being in his foxhole one night. And the bombs were going off all around him. And he made a commitment to his heavenly father. He said, God, if you allow me to live and go home, I will forever serve you. I think Mel Brewster was in his 90s when God called him home. But he, he tells the story of when he came home from the war. And back in those days, you had to walk down, when the airplane stopped, you had to walk down that big set of stairs to get off of the plane. Mel said that when his feet hit American soil, he felt a tap on his shoulder. And he heard the words, remember the promise you made to me. And for the rest of his life, he served the Lord. Brought many people to Christ, took many kids to camp, was very generous in his financial giving to help people. But God reminded him. God might be reminding us this morning that we just need to fine-tune it just a little bit and follow him more faithfully. Let's pray. Father, we ask a blessing upon our fellowship. We ask a blessing upon the cake and the food that's been presented. We ask a continued blessing upon Jody's life. Thank you that we're allowed to celebrate with her 90 years. Thank you for her faithfulness. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Great is thy faithfulness, church, if you're able to stand as we sing.
Father, we just thank you for the beauty of the day. We thank you that this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be very glad in it. God bless you, church, and may God continue to bless America. Amen.